Welcome to a Promise in Progress podcast. I'm Stacia Sharp. This is where we meet to talk about the tough situations that have made us, the commitments and vows we've made to ourselves and to our loved ones along the way, and where we share the stories about when we fell apart and picked ourselves back up again. Share with us today, and as always, follow a Promise in Progress podcast and subscribe to madebyapromise.com for more. So today I'm going to give you a little bit of my story. I'm going to ask myself the questions that I would pose to any guest or person that was trying to figure out how they'd tell their story on our show. So the first thing I'd ask is, have you made a promised goal or commitment to yourself or a loved one? And I'd say yes. I probably made many promises to myself and many unkept promises over the years, but the promise I wanted to talk about was the one I made to my child that I'd always take care of him and that my goal was to better our situation at the time and the commitment I made was to do better for us and for my self-care. The next question I would ask would be, do you have a story that you're ready to share about a difficult time in your life and how it made it hard to keep your promise? And I would say at this time, I am ready to share that story. My story began with the separation between my child's father and I. My child was about 10 months old, and by the time he turned one, my child and I were on our own. Thankfully, the earliest memories that he has are of a time when he fell in the bathtub and the time when I made him a giant chocolate castle ice cream birthday cake when he was five. So when my son turned one, I was trying to complete a university degree while taking a more practical college program. Yes, two different post-secondary studies while single parenting and working in a before and after school program. That was the only time I could allow for work as my college program at the time came with its own work placements. Mom guilt moment. I was gone a lot. I feel like I missed a lot of developmental signs that he was struggling without me. But I put my university degree on hold and I graduated with a diploma with honors and as a distinguished student, uh, something I could be proud about. And then I landed a great full-time position right out of school and I thought things were really looking up. My son at the time was just starting junior kindergarten and little did I know this was really the beginning of our journey together. First came the phone calls. No, not just one or two throughout the year, but almost daily. There were tears, fights, and suspensions. There was concern from the teachers and principal. Then there was finally a full-time EA. To Miss G, your thorough note-taking was bar none to what we've seen to this day. At this point, I lost my great job and I was devastated. Like uncontrollable tears of shame and self-doubt with no light at the end of the tunnel. I had no idea how we were going to survive this next part. We had to move. I had to take a part-time job and work hours where I didn't see my son after school, so he continued to get worse. We started seeing all sorts of doctors. This is when I started to really reevaluate what I had questioned when he was a baby. As a baby, he never settled easily. He didn't engage in play much with me or anyone, and he'd randomly bang his head off things hard and without much notice. All the general doctors said he'd grow out of it. All the psychologists and the psychiatrists couldn't quite pinpoint it and said he was too young to say for sure. This is when we first heard the word autism. 
autism awareness has made a lot of progress since then, including more awareness of the importance of developmental stages. But we were really struggling, emotionally and financially, living in the city and without supports because we didn't have a diagnosis. Then, my mom fell and broke her hip. It was a really debilitating break that would take some time to heal, and she never really fully recovered. My dad needed some help with the house and dragging the laundry up and down from the basement, and we needed change. So we moved away from the city, and I started my son at a new school. But the same situations kept happening, and this time they'd escalate minutes after I left. And what I mean is they'd escalate to the point where I was being called to take him home before I could even get to my new workplace. This is where I started to advocate for my child. I knew what he liked and what he didn't like. I knew what he was saying or what he meant when his speech was unclear. I knew when he would start to get overwhelmed in certain environments. And I knew if he needed me there or not. Schools never were too fond of that one. I tried to put my foot down and I tried to keep a simple routine. I attended every meeting and advocated for more doctors to be involved because this was way beyond me or anyone the schools or I had known or seen before. We had so many assessments and suggestions that might help. Speech therapy, occupational therapy, a wiggle seat, a weighted vest... We even went as far to have him tested with an environmental doctor. Oh, what's that? Uh, kind of like allergies. Let's see. All he would eat was peanut butter sandwiches. Yeah, so he never would eat his lunch at school, which resulted in him saying he's hungry, which resulted in notes saying send more food, which resulted in rotting uneaten food, which resulted in teachers giving him pudding snacks from their emergency snack cupboard. But guess what? The environmental doctor said he's allergic to dairy wheat, nitrates, and peanuts, which resulted in my child telling everyone he's allergic to peanuts for years to come. He is not. And yes, we attempted a different diet, but he wouldn't eat, so no go. Let's fast forward to school hopping, and I'll tell you the next big incident that took place was my parents' decision to then move back closer to family. Great! We needed all the support we could get, and I could transfer to a local job posting that was open, so we went ahead and made arrangements to stay at my sister's while looking for a new house to buy. Things were looking up. Turns out, the job was going to give me way less hours than they originally said, and in two weeks, my dad had a heart attack and ended up having triple bypass surgery. Thankfully, my sister was able to help him recover for a couple of months while we got set up with school and work. But in the end, my parents decided that a big move wasn't what they could handle at that time and they were going to stay put. Again, I had taken leads and made decisions as a parent that I thought would put my child and I in a secure and supported place. As it turns out, that wasn't the case. Within moments, it seemed like we had to decide where to live and get registered for school and advocate for school supports last minute. I had to find an apartment and put down a deposit, and I had to find two more places to work just to pay rent and bills. Yes, three part-time jobs now, and find childcare around inconsistent hours. Listen, I'm not really complaining. I was lucky to get those jobs. I'm putting this out there because I feel your struggle, mamas, who are scribbling down appointments and shifts and in your calendar and trying to juggle childcare and groceries. I get it. 
and we still didn't have answers to what was going on with my son and we were running out of money. No, we weren't just running out of money, we were broke. So I got up the nerve and I dragged our sorry butts over to the food bank. The shame I felt walking through those doors. The stigma I didn't even understand, thinking, I have three jobs, I'm an educated adult, I pay for my own apartment. I almost couldn't speak when answering their questions and filling out their forms. But in explaining what we were doing to my child is where I made my next promise to better our situation. Jumping ahead, that time was our turning point. I began volunteering at the food bank, as many who've been there and get it tend to do. My son even helped with fundraisers. Eventually, I was asked to join their board, and we were able to make great strides that valued and put people first in the food bank's expansion. And from there, I accepted an established position working with and advocating for people in our community, which led to more opportunities to learn and work on self-development. And I was able to find the right channels and get the proper diagnosis and support services for my son. Well, life is interesting, isn't it? I felt like I was on a roll for a while, but that's all it was, a roll. I knew from my previous experience that things don't stay smooth sailing forever. My parents did eventually move again, and we chose to move with them. We bought a house, and then I met my now husband, and we got married and had two beautiful baby girls. But my mom got sick and passed from cancer, and my son still struggled in school, but at least with supports that knew how to try to help him because he had the diagnosis. So now I'm at home with two littles and a preteen struggling to homeschool and run an online business during a pandemic. Who would have seen that one coming? So that's just a little bit about what's brought me here today. Please stay tuned to hear more about my promise and the progress we've made. I can't wait to continue to share more stories with you from some amazing people. Thanks again for listening. Please take the time to reflect on our discussion today, and if you have a story to share, please contact me at madebyapromise.com. And as always, if you like what you hear, follow the Promise in Progress podcast for more.